0: What's up, peeps, freaks, and geeks? Welcome to this very special edition of The Locker Room as presented by the Hami Media Group. I, of course, am Jargo. I'm joined here alongside my tag team partner, RBV, but please join us in welcoming at this time Coming to us by ways of Cincinnati, Ohio, you may know her as the former HLW Women's Champion, the former VOW Vixens Champion, as a three-time CP Women's Champion, Mega Fighting Spirit Champion, most recently as one half of the World Wonder Ring Stardom's Tag League Champions alongside B. Presley. You may call her the G-Rated Superstar, the Gatekeeper, the Pretty Badass, or soon, you may know her, as predicted on this show, as the very first Women of Honor Champion. Ladies and gentlemen, I am, of course, talking about the one and the only Kelly Klein, Miss Klein. Thank you for joining us at this time to sit down and talk a little bit of ROH with uh, RBV and myself.
1: Hi, thank you so much. Thank you for having me.
2: Uh, you know, if I can jump in here, Miss Klein, you know, I, I must say this is an absolute honor to, to be on with you. You know, as I was telling you before we got going here, I was actually born and raised in Cincinnati, Ohio. And, and I've had the privilege, you know, to follow your body of work since almost the beginning. I can I can vividly recall you know watching you on the Heartland Wrestling Associates uh, adrenaline program, and I even remember that you know the first time I got to see you live, I, I it was a Buckeye Pro uh, event that was going on, and I remember telling those I was with you know to, to make note that one day uh, you would shine on the big stage.
1: Wow, that's uh, <laughs> that.
2: If you don't mind, uh, if you don't mind, can we can we talk a little bit about uh, you know those early beginnings in the business for you?
1: Yes, definitely.
2: I was going to say, you know, you know, studying your background. I mean, you are well-traveled. Uh, but when you came to Southern Ohio, was was it because of pro wrestling, or you know, what kind of pulled you into the business?
1: Uh, so I was actually pursuing uh, some of my music kind of side of. Uh, <laughs> what i like to do at the time um as far as my kind of performance so i was uh, singing in like a kind of little i don't know rock band but it was like it's kind of different we were kind of experimenting with some different kind of music and stuff so um but we were doing some live performances so i had the opportunity to uh, you know tell people i was working with and and different people that we had this live performance coming up so uh one of the waiters that i worked with at the restaurant i was waitressing um you saw i had a flyer up and i invited everybody at work and he said well i'll come see your band if you get your band to come see me wrestle and that so he he wrestled at heartland wrestling association and um that was the first time i'd ever seen really any um, professional wrestling uh, it was the first time Definitely had ever seen any live event. And before I left, I was trying to figure out how could I get in the ring and how, how I could be part of that.
2: Hey, I was going to say, you know, out of the gate, you, you, you join up at Heartland Wrestling Association. You know, just the individuals you were connected with, you know, over-the-top talents. Uh, I know many of your male counterparts, you know, they went on to become, you know, household names. But you, I really want to ask you about, you know, some of those those early personal feuds that you had. I mean, you were kind of thrown into the mix. I mean, you were right in there with some of the toughest women in the business. You know, hardcore Heather Owens, uh, Haley Hatred, uh, Madison Rain, and and ODB. I mean, what did you take from those early years, and how did that help in your development?
1: Well, I definitely was thrown into things, um, and I think a lot of people are because you can only learn so much. Um, as far as what to do in the ring uh, you can learn kind of all the philosophy and you can learn the you know the skills and everything um but you you just learn so much from being live in front of an audience and that's just that's not something that you you ever learn until you kind of are in front of an audience so um for a lot of people that can come at at different times um As far as, you know, some people may kind of sort of have things clicking before they're in front of a crowd. Um, Some people may just really be thrown out there like way, way early and there's just, you know, anywhere in between. So I, I felt like I, you know, I, I, I had a lot um, you know, that I learned before I was in front of a crowd and before I had those first matches, but there was so much that I just had to learn along the way. And um, it's kind of one of those, like, the more you learn, the more you realize that you don't know. But um, it also showed me a lot about the women I worked with, because being that um, I was in that sort of position where you know, I I knew some things, but there was a lot I didn't know, then that put them in a place where, you know, they had to, um, they had the opportunity to, to either kind of help me through it or drag me through it or, um, lead me and guide me through it. And, um, I felt like, you know, Heather Owens was, um, somebody that she and I kind of, we're we're a little bit closer to sort of the same um training and experience and everything she had more experience than i did but um we're a little bit closer together in that regard so you know we were we were really kind of working together and both learning um but odb definitely had a ton more experience and she had that experience in front of you know audiences and all different places and so she was somebody who um, just really was that person that kind of guided me through like the first time I worked with her where I, you know, there was so much I didn't know. And I felt like she, um, kind of helped me really excel from like where I was at the time. Um, and even though, you know, it's like, you you can only kind of learn so much in that moment. Um, before I go out there, I felt like she kind of, you know, set me up to just really shine the best that I could and then leave from that experience, having learned a lot to kind of go forward with. So that was why, um, when I got to work with her again, years later, it, it meant so much to me because it was kind of like, like, okay, Hey, I can bring something to the table a little bit more. And it was like, the weight wasn't all on her shoulders, um, where you know, as it had been, I think, the first time we worked together.
2: I, I do want to ask you just uh, I maybe a little lighthearted question. Uh, as you're talking about uh, Heather Owens and ODB, you know, especially back then, they had such a drastically different character than you. Uh, but you were talking about how, you know, how you helped each other along. Uh, it almost kind of comes off, you know, there was a bit of a sisterhood there. Uh, were they kind of where were they those same personas away from the ring? Any crazy stories you can kind of stew Jaffa, you know, for us?
1: Um, I, I mean, I think ODB is uh, one of the most genuine people and she definitely kind of like what you see in the ring. And, and if you follow her at all, you know, you can watch her, um, her kind of like videos and stuff. And I mean, she's very, very much that personality. So, um, I think she's like a really cool lady and she's, um, you know, I, I just, I think she's definitely one of those people that like what you see. Is definitely just
2: well, a glimpse. I was gonna say, you know, like the, the stories that you hear that she's one of the uh, even you know the more crazier personalities, uh, not just in the ring but outside of the ring. But, but as you said, though everyone you know pretty you know they sing her praises as what a wonderful person she is.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, and like that's so evident from the first time I worked with her when I really was just fresh, brand new out of training, and you know she had you know, done all of these great things and, and it was really, um, just, it was in a lot of ways, it was just luck that I was able to even work with her at that point. Um, that, you know, she happened to be in the area and I was there, um, you know, at the event as somebody that they could give her a match with. I just, was in the right place at the right time, but she really, she took care of me. She answered my questions. Um, You know, and just even just things where I kind of wanted to know about her experience and um, things that you kind of you learn from experience, and so I was able to ask her kind of questions and just observe her, and and she really was very um, because she I think she kind of comes off she can come off as intimidating uh, because she does have such a strong personality and um, a strong presence, so. Um, the fact that she has that whole like kind of strong, big personality that's so like tough and in your face and independent. Um, but she also is somebody that I think is, um, is just really, like I said, she's very genuine and I think is somebody that I think a sisterhood is a good way to describe her because I think she's one of those people that embodies, you know, women supporting women and, um. And I saw that more when I worked with her again years later, where it just felt more like a collaboration and, you know, just supporting each other and, um, you know, what, what we were able to do together and um, where the first time I'd worked with her, I felt like she had to do a lot to um, help me shine. The second time I worked with her um, years later, I was able to kind of return the favor where, you know, I could actually do things and contribute to bringing the best out of her as she was again doing with me as well.
2: Well, I say, you know, that is some tremendous praise. And, and you can tell uh, how that, you know, is reflected in, you know, the, the the Kelly Klein that we know in the ring today, you know, it's, it's all about intensity. I don't know if, if there's a talent going who is as focused and as dedicated as you are right now. Uh, but I, I'm going to I do want to ask, you know, getting there was a process for you, it seems. I, I remember like the first persona was a bit of a seductress, you know, with a, a dangerous mind. Uh, then you transitioned into the G-rated superstar, you know, who essentially was, you know, a Bailey before anyone knew who Bailey was. Um, you've already, you know, gave us some great praise for ODB there. I mean, can you talk about, you know, maybe anyone else or other, you know, maybe explain that personal evolution throughout this business for yourself?
1: Well, I think a lot of people have heard the kind of um, the concept of when you are developing the character that you're going to present, that you want to really just find an aspect of yourself and turn the volume way up. And that's always, you know, what I was told and what I learned. So even though there are you know, times of my career where it seemed like I was really presenting drastically different things. Everything I ever presented was, um, some part of me of, of who I was or who I am. So, uh, you know, even the rated G superstar that was, and is the side of me, who, you know, that is just like fun loving. And, you know, I, I, I'm competitive and I work hard, but I, I have, you know, I'm there to have fun, you know, too. And it's that side of me that there's the humor and that kind of vibrancy and color. And, um, so everything about that was, you know, that is a side of my personality. Um, but what I do now is, um, that determination and drive, but it's like, just honing in on that and focusing in on that aspect and just turning the volume up of, um, my natural competitiveness. And, um, you know, that's such a huge part of who I am and at, like my entire family, um, we're all very competitive, um, to the point where it's almost like it, it's, <laughs> it's, it's very serious um, in the way that we're competitive, but there are also ways that it's become kind of like a running joke because um, sometimes the things that we will extend our competitive nature into are things that are like, you know, most people would think are just not that important. I I
2: guess who who goes over the most then uh, in the family competitions? (laughs) Are you getting the best (laughs) of everyone else or is there a sibling or uh, a parent? I think it depends (laughs) on,
1: on who you ask. I mean, we all do and it just, it also kind of, there's a, a famous story within my family about a board game. And everybody, um, you know, that that becomes part of the family hears that story It's over and over. And depending on who tells the story, like in my dad's mind, you know, he still thinks that he won. But everybody else is kind of like, okay, that's not really... And every time we bring up the story, the debate begins again. Um, and then there was also a famous foot race at, a, <laughs> at like, a family barbecue um, that there is still, you, oh, it's got to be, like, 20 years later, there is debate over who won.
2: And <laughs> we
1: have actual photographs because... We had a photo finish, but um the debate is who took which photo and which race the photos were from and which <laughs> one is legitimate and they're at different angles because we can look at them and go, Okay, well grandma was sitting here in this photo, but in this other photo, grandma's not sitting right there. They so
2: superimposed her.
1: <laughs> so it's like and that's these are real conversations that that happen. Um <laughs>
2: It's all photoshop before photoshop was the thing yeah, I, I was gonna Great. say uh it sounds like some crazy holiday shenanigans yeah
1: um there is also i mean it's just and it's everything it's it, it's i mean it's, it's not about what the competition's about it's about the competition and i think that's maybe one of the best ways to describe that part of who i am in the well, room I, now I was, is there, <laughs> has there ever
2: been any bloodshed for like bad santa Stealing gifts from one another. <laughs> no, um, I think it's
1: because it's never, um, you know, it's never intended to be hurtful. It's, um, there's very much a pride and an honor um, <laughs> to, you know, winning um, another thing that we do. And and again, I think people that are listening to this are probably like, this stuff is like crazy. But to <laughs> me, it's um it's just how my life always has been. So like every Thanksgiving, um, we usually have two or three different stuffings and two different turkeys made by different people. And then there's actually the conversation of who's was the best. And it's like, Everybody is getting pulled like, well, which did you try both of the turkeys? Which one did you like better? Well, that's the one that my cousin made. And this is the one that my brother made. And well, this is my dad's stuffing that, and he used grandpa's recipe, but this is his sister's and she did this. And, um, yeah, it's, but that's like, now that I'm saying it out loud, I'm like, oh, that's
0: kind of doesn't sound real, but <laughs> it, it's real. <laughs> it sounds, it sounds like holidays at the Costanzas.
1: <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs>
0: I got a lot of problems with you people. As you heard me read off the top there, uh, Miss Klein, you've, you, you've had quite the storied career and traveled the world at this point, and uh, as Rick can tell you, I'm a big fan of the country of Japan, their, their wrestling, their culture. I see you spent some time over at uh, Stardom claiming the Tag League Championship. That had to be an incredible accomplishment for you. For for those unfamiliar with Stardom, you can find them online at www-stardom.com. Uh, what was that experience like for you, both culturally and as a wrestling experience,
1: um, that experience was awesome, and I do want to just clarify something, um, because it's this is actually like can be really confusing, and everybody mixes this up. But we did not win the tag team championships, we won
0: the tag, the league. goddesses,
1: yeah, the tag league, which basically made us contenders to challenge for um, the tag team championships. And that's a, so, that's a round uh, robin
0: tournament, very similar to the G1 for people unfamiliar.
1: And, um, that tournament, we were actually the first foreign tag team ever to win that tournament. So, um, to win that tournament and then to go wow. out and challenge. Yeah. So that, I mean, that was pretty cool when they were, you know, they, when they were saying that to us and, um, I remember after our win, they interviewed us, and B Priestley, um, you know, she was talking, and I remember her getting very emotional. And um, you know, she's been through a lot through her life and her wrestling career, and um, you know, just a, a totally, you know, I have two, but just totally different types of things and different journeys. Um, so, um, but, you know, that's it's it's like it's a kind of <laughs> it's a big thing, and also yeah the fact that i think this was um stardom's 7th year and um to never have you had a foreign tag team win that and um b and i had never worked together but um, we we ended up being put together there we weren't supposed to going in we weren't supposed to tag and kind of when we got there i think it was like we kind of clicked and i think from the outside uh, the matchmakers saw that as well and uh, started kind of putting us together and then um, put us together in the tournament and um, so is even kind of like it's, it's a neat story just that we never worked together had never actually formally met we're not even supposed to you know she's not even supposed to be here kind of thing like <laughs> Um, like Dante. Kind nice of thing. clerks like, reference.
0: Nice, nice <laughs> reference.
1: <laughs> so um, you know, we, were, we weren't even supposed to be there. Um, yeah, and then and then to be the first to, to win that was very, very cool. And then um, all along the way getting to do it in and around you know different areas in, in Japan and um, competing in Taiwan, we were the part of the first ever all women's event in Taiwan. Um, so there's, it's like, there's been a lot of history, um, in women's wrestling recently. And I've been really, um, it's, it's kind of surreal that I've, I've been very fortunate and very blessed to be part of some, you know, kind of big historic moments in women's wrestling last year and this year. And, um, even, you know, a couple years before with, you know, with the, uh, milestones in women's wrestling in Ring of Honor
0: itself. Um, yeah, let's let's talk a little bit. <laughs> let's talk a little bit about uh, Ring of Honor and more specifically the Women of Honor. Uh, you made your debut with the company on October 24th, 2015 in Dayton, Ohio. Uh, ROH had had women's wrestling before, but it was actually right around this time that they started the Women of Honor brand. In fact, according to Wikipedia, and I'm not sure if you know this, Miss Klein, as of December 2017, the only two videos to receive 2 million or more views on Ring of Honor's YouTube page are women that are Women of Honor matches both feature you, the gatekeeper, Kelly Klein. Uh, what what does wow. it what does it mean to you to be one of the original women of honor?
1: What can you repeat that last part? I, I lost you for a second.
0: What 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 does it mean to you to to be one of the original women of honor?
1: Oh uh, well, it's okay. That's what I thought you said. It kind of made me laugh because I it's it's incredible, um, and it's incredible to be part of. You know, if if you look back to the women that competed in Ring of Honor to be, you know, part of that group of women, um, but when you said original, like I, I tell, um, I was call Sumi Sakai, the W O the W O H O G, <laughs> and like I kept calling her that, and I think I even tweeted it, and then when um, I saw her in Las Vegas, I was calling her that, and she you know kind of. Looks at me and I go, Do you know what OG is? And she goes, No. (laughs) And I started laughing because I'm like calling her this and I'm like, and you know, meaning it as high praise. And she's just like, What What is this crazy lady talking
2: about?
1: Yeah, she's like, Why do you keep saying that? Why do you keep (laughs) you? And like, I edited it into a picture and like made this meme that said W O H O G Sumi Sakai. She's like, What is that? (laughs) That's
0: Um, fantastic.
1: But, you know, I think, which I think is kind of cool because that's how, like, like, kind of humble and oblivious she is sometimes about how, like, who she is. And I would never say this to her face, but I think she's absolutely incredible and, <laughs> like, a definite force to be reckoned with. Um, you know, and, and honestly, like, that only my secret weapon, I think, against her has just been that, like, she's she doesn't maybe always know how great she is. And she's like, you know, I'm just Sumi. And it's like, oh, yeah, okay, yeah.
0: Yeah, sure, sure you are. <laughs> yep. <laughs> you're you're a legit deal. martial artist who's had MMA fights. Yeah, you're just Sumi, okay. you bet.
1: <laughs> Thank you, because I said that to her a couple years ago, and she was like, oh, yeah, I don't, people don't know that. I was like, oh, okay.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah, some people do, some people do. Uh, yeah,
1: she's like... She, and she, um, yeah, because as much as we've competed, she's another one of those women that empowers other women. So she's, you know, like walked by while I'm working on something and training and, and she'll just be like, Hey, you put your arm like this, put your shoulder like this. It'll be more power. And I'm like, Oh, okay. Okay like, I will do that.
0: Well, as as you talk about Sumi, I I think you need some credit here, too. You made your ROH TV debut in the main event of the first ever Women of Honor TV episode, Defeating Taylor Hendricks. Yet another first for the Women of Honor. Uh, You you seem to be in the main event and at the center of all these firsts inside of Ring of Honor. I'm, I'm seeing a little bit of a pattern here.
1: Yeah, and I, I I noticed that too, um, <laughs> and it was like, but I never every single time I would kind of go and just um, I, I've joked sometimes about how like I never really know what the plan is, um, and sometimes I've I've shown up and like not only not known who and I'm re- who I'm wrestling, um, I've shown up and not you hadn't been told that I even have a match before so um on one hand it's like i always have to be ready for everybody and be prepared and be familiar with everybody but um it's just every time i just kind of show up like ready for anything ready to do my best but not um not necessarily with any expectations so every time you know they tell me like oh you're gonna wrestle this person or you're gonna be you know um in you know this this part of the show. I'm like, Oh, okay. And and then the next time they're like, okay, you're, you're going to be the main event. And I'm like, Oh, okay. Um,
0: Surely not. Because there,
1: there are, yeah, but it's, <laughs> it's, it's still, like I said, it's really surreal because I am part of this group of um, just incredible women. And, you know, it's like they, they could put anyone in you know the main event of these events and and nobody would have you know been like well why why would you do that you know that doesn't make any sense it's like they you know they have been from the beginning trying to really just build and foster um this group of women that you know we can all and are all expected to be able to just kind of carry the mantle and so to, to then to be the one um you know, that's, that's regularly entrusted with that is um, probably one of the biggest compliments to me, um, just to, to be entrusted with, um, these different opportunities and responsibilities, um, you know, to, you know, to have, um, the opportunity to work with Brandy in Atlanta, you know, that like things like that, where, um, you have been able to do do that, you know, those kinds of things. And, um, you know, when, when (laughs) I, I don't know, it's just, uh, it's, it's a, it's like a lot of pressure, um, but it's also, um, a huge compliment and validation
0: well, let's, let's talk a little bit about the Women of Honor Tournament semifinals and finals. They're coming up April 7th at Supercard of Honor, uh, which is going to be at the Uno Lakefront Arena in New Orleans, Louisiana, WrestleMania weekend, of course. Uh, this event will be streaming live on ROH's new streaming service, Honor Club. For more details, you can visit ROHWrestling.com. Now, the semif- semifinals are actually going to be the pre-show, which are going to be streaming on Facebook Watch. So make sure that you're following ROH Wrestling on Facebook, Facebook as well. Uh, Kelly, in the semifinals, you are going to be facing Mayu Iwatani, which is a regular at stardom. Um, I couldn't find where you two had ever crossed paths before. Did your your paths cross in stardom at all?
1: Well, you're exactly right. We didn't because right before I went over to stardom, uh, Mayu Iwatani had a a match with Tony Storm where uh, Mayu broke her arm and the entire time i was at stardom mayu um first she was still in a cast and then you know she's gradually she got the cast off and then she's got it wrapped up and it was like she was gradually um just recovering but she wasn't at first um she wasn't at first even participating in training um but what was really incredible is even though she um didn't have her first match back yet when i was there she actually i think had her first Um, cause she, she did get like involved right before she did come back, like right before I left, but, um, she was participating in training, um, and doing things that like she probably, depending on who you ask, shouldn't have been doing, um, and doing things that most people with two good arms can't do, um, she was like doing handstands and walking on her hands and trying to, you know, get back into that. But like, she had her one arm; um, she had her hand in a fist and was, you know, walking on her fist. Um, wow. And and would have, you know, some of the other girls would help, kind of be there to like balance and support her. And um, she was doing things where she's like doing push-ups on you know, her like newly uncast arm and the, so I was like, that's what I was seeing was this girl, this woman. And it's like, it's, she's so, um, (laughs) like, that's what I was watching was nothing is stopping her, keeping her down. And I would watch her do these things and she's wincing in pain, but she's still doing it. And, um, just to get back into it and to to be ready to get back in the ring, and
0: um well, of course, and, she <laughs> defeated your longtime ROH rival Diana Perazzo in the quarterfinals. So now, what are you are, are you excited that you get to face her? Are you upset that you don't get to beat up Diana again? Uh, how, how do you feel about this going I, into the semifinals? That is like such
1: old news, be, and like I don't even know why that's still a thing because. <laughs> I can, I, it's like, like you said, like beat up again.
0: Yeah, you know, you've, it's like, you've okay, got her a few times done here.
1: that. <laughs> yeah. I've been there, done that. And she's had opportunities to beat me and she hasn't, you know, so, um, you know, I'm kind of, I'm ready to move on and, and to get in the ring with somebody I've never faced before. And with Mayu, not only is she someone I've never faced before, but she's unlike anyone I've ever faced before. And, that to me is what's so much fun about professional wrestling is that we uh, we can come together with people who are so different that every time I step in the ring with someone, it is going to be a, just create a completely different dynamic. And with her, because um, I, I just I always think of it as you know how how can we act and react and I'm going to have to react differently because she's going to come at me with things that are different than, um, than Mandy Leon did or that Jesse Bonesaw Brooks did or that anyone else ever has. So because of that, it's like going to bring something different out of me. And that's what I love about wrestling. That's when I get really excited. Um, You know, when I'm like, okay, this, like, what's this going to, push me to do? And what do I have to be ready for? And um, it's, it's like, it'll put me even in different positions and different scenarios, just because of how different she is, that will um, allow me to, you know, have to sort of problem solve and fight my way out of things in a different way than I ever have.
0: Well, let's talk about a little bit about the uh, competitors on the other side of the bracket. Obviously, we already talked about uh, Sumi Sakai. Uh, she's going to be taking on the artist formerly known as Emma, of course, Tanail Dashwood. Um, I, I assume that to the ROH faithful who are, are very familiar with Sumi, they're, they're very much looking forward to this match. For casual fans who are just kind of tuning in, I think everybody kind of expects Tanail Dashwood to win this. Do you have a preference which one of them you beat in the finals?
1: Well, as as we talked about before, you know, it's it's not always about, like, who or what. It's just about the, you know, competition and winning. So, um, ultimately, whoever it is, I'm going to be ready, you know, for that person. But um, I think that's a really interesting matchup. And I think it's great that they put the brackets together in a way that that match was able and is able to happen. Because both of those women... I think have something to prove, um, kind of in in different but the same ways. So with Sumi, you know, like I said, she's the WHOG, and she has like like you know all you know this kind of background and skill. But truly, not everybody does know that stuff, and she's like this, um, like this dark horse in a way where.
0: I think she's being underestimated.
1: Just don't sleep on Sumi, you know, just because, and and I certainly don't like, I won't underestimate her because I do know, and I have seen, you know, how she is and, and what she's capable of. And, you know, that she more than anyone has been there since the beginning. Um, But I think there are so many people that just aren't familiar enough with her. So she just kind of flies under the radar But, um, you know, if you're not familiar with her, get familiar with her.
0: Agreed. Um, I I wanted to ask you briefly just specifically about Miss Dashwood uh because obviously she was right at the forefront of the women's revolution in pro wrestling her match with Paige for the NXT Women's Championship some credit as the true start of the women's revolution um of course she lost that match and now finds herself potentially matching up against you in the finals with an opportunity to rewrite history to become the first Women of Honor champion. Uh, how how are the Women of Honor kind of taking to Miss Dashwood? Are you guys happy with the attention and the new eyes that she's bringing to the division? Or is this just another person who's trying to get in your way of winning this championship?
1: Um, I think it's a little bit of all of that and more. Uh, for one thing, I am I'm always happy to have people, like I said, that will challenge me and push me. And she's somebody that has something to prove. She's got kind of a chip on her shoulder because she's somebody that she knows how to wrestle and she knows, you know, she's got this training and history that um, a lot of people didn't get to see. So she's now very determined to make sure that she shows everybody what she's capable of. And that can be really dangerous for other people. Um,
2: Yourself <laughs> I specifically.
1: I mean, not me maybe but um you know (laughs) but you know like she she faced stacy shadows who is you know a monster in her own right and um i even even knowing that um you know tenille has has a lot of skill and training when i was watching that match she did some things that i was like whoa wait (laughs) where did that come from and that's that's what she's trying to do that's what she wants is to you know have everybody be like oh wait a second like I didn't know you could do that because she knows that people didn't know that and she is ready to show everybody so um that's something that I really respect and, and can get excited about that um you know I know that she has the skill and that she has that desire to you know make sure that she has the opportunity to show that in every way she can and against every opponent she can Um, As far as bringing new eyes to the product, I actually have had conversations with um, people, you know, kind of the powers that be, so to speak, where I have said, you know what, like, even though sometimes it may seem um, like counterproductive for myself, sometimes I'll bring up names of people that I'm like, you know what, like, even though this person might pose a challenge to me if, if somebody comes in and helps and makes individuals stronger, it makes us stronger as a whole, brings more eyes to the product, all of that is going to make all of us stronger. So, you know, for me specifically, I'm not, um, you know, I know we have a couple of girls that kind of get a little, um, caught up on who's, who's got the spotlight, but, um, you know, Tim Neal's made it pretty clear that, you know, she'll take the spotlight she's, however she's she has happy to. to have it <laughs> well,
2: <laughs> yeah, you know, I was, yeah i was gonna say you know with teneal you know, her whole thing is it's it's about me it's, uh, uh, yeah. I, I, well i just hope you remind her that you are the original me
1: well it, it, right exactly <laughs> it make it kind of makes me laugh too because it's like you've got the couple other girls that were kind of making all this noise about making everything about themselves and all along you know i never had to say this is about me because all i have to do is show it and then you know those other other two girls and then this newest edition you know if you have to tell people then uh you know i don't know how (laughs) if like if if it's if it's really true you don't have to say it so they can kind of keep making noise and trying to um trying to bring the attention to themselves but um meanwhile i just go You know, I step in the ring and I focus on my goal and I do, you know, what I'm there to do. And that speaks for itself.
0: Final question for you, Kelly. What is it going to mean to you on April 7th in New Orleans, Louisiana, to stand in the middle of the ring and raise the title above your head as you are crowned the very first Women of Honor (laughs) champion?
1: I just got some wonderful imagery in my mind when you uh, when you said that. But um, that is going to be an absolutely epic moment because not only will it be personal history and will it be history in women's wrestling, um, it's also going to be history in Ring of Honor wrestling um, by both having the first women's champion crowned but also, um, it's going to happen in front of a record audience for Ring of Honor, and that um, you know to have that moment happen there. Um, to for me, I've never wrestled in Louisiana, um, so then you know there's that added you know kind of personal history. Um, you know that's that's going to be uh, it's going to be really. I think a great moment for everyone involved and everyone watching.
0: Well, I assure you to look forward to a text from me when you win that championship. Uh, <laughs> I will. Kelly, why don't you tell our listeners how to find you on social media? Anything else that you would like to plug or promote?
1: Yeah, so I um, am really glad I finally figured out how to make social media easier for everyone. Um, I was able to make all of my handles the same across Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. So in any one of those three platforms, you can type Real Kelly Klein, and that'll bring me up. So I'm at Real Kelly Klein, R-E-A-L-K-E-L-L-Y-K-L-E-I-N. Twitter, you can follow me and kind of keep up with what I'm up to. I I try to share what's new with me. I also um, like to share you know, what's going on with Ring of Honor and Women of Honor, um, as well as, you know, like podcasts like this, articles, um, all of that kind of cool stuff. And then um, Instagram is like, if you ever need like a pick-me-up and kind of inspiration and motivation, go over to my Instagram because that's where I really focus on channeling that that kind of positive energy. And, um, and then Facebook like is, you, you never know, that's where you're going to get my my musings on, on whatever, (laughs) whatever strikes me at the moment. So that one's going to be, um, that can be kind of a little different, uh, in general, kind of glimpse into my mind. Um, so, you know, whatever you're into, (laughs) (laughs) there are lots of options.
0: (laughs) Fantastic. Kelly, thank you very much for joining us and good luck in new Orleans.
1: Thank you so much.